Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos right here in the Believe Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by betonline.com. I know what you're thinking. No sports, right? But that doesn't mean you can't go to betonline.com because there are hundreds of places to wager on different things like online casinos, poker, blackjack, mixed martial arts, American Idol, a spelling bee, a hot dog eating contest. Squirrels fighting over a nut in your front yard. It doesn't matter, you guys. Go to betonline.com right now because if you enter the promo code MYPOD100, they're giving you 50% off as a welcome bonus for your first deposit. That's right. Go to betonline.com and type in MYPOD100 in the promo code and you will get 50% off your first deposit online. The fun never ends with betonline.com. Thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Um, Haven't done a podcast in a little while. You're probably wondering why. I don't think you're wondering why. And I got to be real with you. I just haven't felt like I've really been in it. The NFL has been such an interesting element this past week. Now, for me personally, when the NFL free agency happens, I am glued to the television set. I'm sending texts to all my friends. I'm thinking about it constantly. It's really all I can think about all day long. And with all the craziness going on in the world right now, It actually has been a nice distractor for a few days, and I hope that you feel that exact same way too as well. Granted, maybe only about a 60-70% full distraction, but nonetheless, that's what we're here today. We're here to talk about some of the moves that the Bears have done in free agency over the past couple of days, some that I like, some that I don't like. We're going to try and keep it short today, and then next week, our wonderful producers at the Believe Podcast Network I think is going to have on a very special guest I don't want to ruin it yet because hopefully it happens. Hopefully you can check that out here next week. So let's talk about some of the Bears' moves real quick. Quick little move they did today. They re-signed Deion Bush for one year, $1.5 million. Not a huge move. Some people think that they're going to move Eddie Jackson back over to free safety. They're going to try and figure out what to do with the strong safety position. Deion Bush could come in as a starter right away. Off the top of my head, I know Deion Bush is a really solid special teams player. I know that he's going to be excellent in that area. We do want to continue to improve in special teams if possible. Could he be a starter? Yes. Could he be a guy that could be a placeholder if we draft someone in the draft and try and have them become a starter? Or if we go on the scrap heap, a guy like Eric Reed or something like that falls into our lap? Possible. But honestly, just pretty much a solid move, bringing in a solid player who knows the system, who's going to be able to plug in and do what we need to do right away. Let's go to a little bit more of the meat of it, though. Jimmy Cram, you guys. Signed a two-year, $16 million deal, $9 million guaranteed. Just for contrast and reference, whether this is going to piss you off or not, let's see what happens. But Melvin Gordon today, an all-pro running back, signed a two-year, $16 million deal with the Broncos, $13.5 million guaranteed. So not that dissimilar from a 34-year-old tight end who's about two or three years past his prime coming in on the Bears. So here's what do I think about it. Let's look at the positives first off, right? Red zone threat. This guy's a smart route runner. Used to be an amazing player. Six years ago, he would be absolutely perfect in the Matt Nagy offense. But right now, honestly, what we really need for him to do is come in, teach some of the kids, especially if we draft a tight end, or teach a guy like Shaheen perhaps, maybe try and move the needle a little bit towards the positive end on that front, and just be a good veteran presence in the locker room. You will know whether the Jimmy Graham signing actually works out or not by how many touchdowns he has next year. Don't worry about yards. Don't worry about receptions. And certainly don't worry about blocking because he is an absolute atrocious blocker. He just doesn't have a lot of interest in it. And 
as you can see as the season goes along, obviously last year really fell off the map. Over his last six games, only 11 receptions for 137 yards. And on top of that, the Packers went five and run during that span. So they did not need Jimmy Graham in that offense to make things happen. We can go all day long about whether Aaron Rodgers even needs a tight end in his offense or not. But the fact of the matter is Graham kind of disappeared as their offense sort of took off. His speed is still lacking. Can he still get open? He's played. He's been very durable the last three years. But you have to ask yourself the question, are there nagging injuries in there? Is the knee still bothering him a little bit? Broad angle, looking back from it from afar, I do sort of like the deal just a little bit in the sense of it does provide some stability. It provides you the flexibility to go out and draft a tight end if you want to do that. And then on top of that, the Bears can move on from Trey Burton's money next year. They can draft a tight end either this year or next year, and you will still have Graham around as a placeholder to either usher the kids along or just have somebody there making it happen. $9 million is not that big of a commitment over two years. We'll see how much they commit to it this year and move the money around. But at the same time, let's just be realistic about this. This is not the Jimmy Graham of old, and Jimmy Graham isn't necessarily old yet. He could still probably do a couple of things for our offense. We're just going to have to kind of wait and see how that sort of fleshes itself out. The move that I like the most, obviously, Robert Quinn, five years, $70 million, kind of came out of nowhere, 30-year-old, 11 and a half sacks last year. And if you start to dive into some of the geek numbers, you guys, you're going to be very, very pleased with what we've done here in this move. He's a top five pass rusher last year in QB pressure. His get-off time on the snap was uh, was in the top five as well, and he's only still 30 years old. He's got plenty to prove. He's produced in the past, had a couple of down years, but came back again, bounced back this year with those 11.5 sacks for Dallas, and he definitely knows how to get to the quarterback. I kind of imagined Robert Quinn at first to be kind of this big, lumbering, powerful dude. I mean, the dude is powerful. He is 6'4", but he's got some athleticism to him if you look at the tape. I really think this is a smart move. It's basically what you're doing is you got rid of Leonard Floyd for $13.5 million. You're replacing him with a guy that's a couple years older, but more cost assurance in terms of production. This dude knows what he's doing. And in our defense, I mean, these are moves that I really like, and they're the kind of ones that I don't think are talked about often enough. Going into the offseason, when you look at offseason needs, everyone always talks about what the team doesn't have or what they're vulnerable at and how they need to get better. What I like doing is when you start building your strength on your strength. And this is a cool move because two years ago, the Bears' defense was unquestionably elite, perhaps the best in the league. Now, last year, they were still very good, but they did take a step back, right? And I said it multiple times in the podcast, there were moments in the season where that defense no longer was elite. Still very good, but not at the top of the cream of the crop. So now instead of waiting back and having more deterioration happen to that defense, they went out and they upgraded. I think the defense is going to be excellent next year. I can't wait to see Hicks, Quinn, Bilal Nichols, Eddie Goldman, Roy Robertson-Harris, and, oh, I don't know, this dude named Khalil Mack get after the quarterback. Even if we don't quite figure out the starting cornerback position or find a safety that we love, that front seven is going to be so ferocious that I think it'll be able to cover up some of the things that maybe we don't quite address this offseason heading into the year. I love the Robert Quinn move, guys. So real quick... Before we go to the main entree of the Nick Foles trade, I just want to talk real quick about another sponsor that we have on the Believe Podcast Network. This is True Classic Tees, you guys. True Classic Tees. Now, style is changing. Formal, formal wear is out, and the T-shirt is in. Even when you're wearing a sports jacket, guys, think about it. 
You got to diversify a little bit. They're soft, classic tees, true classic tees hold up in the wash. They're incredibly versatile. She can wear them out. And look, guys, when this thing's all over again and we're back together, we're high-fiving each other, we're hugging, we're shaking hands, we're watching some sports together and loud things, you're going to need some new threads. So go to trueclassictees.com right now and use the code at checkout, Believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's us, you guys, for 20% off right now. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at True Classic Tees. Pick up something right now. You can just wear it on the couch for the moment, or you can kind of prep when everything gets back to a little bit of normalcy. We're really excited to have these guys on as sponsors. Excellent, excellent T-shirts. And believe it or not, I might be wearing a T-shirt right now. Let's get into the thing that everyone wants to talk about, Bears quarterbacks. This is fun, right? Nick Foles traded to the Bears for a fourth-round pick, immediately restructures his contract, so it's a little dodgy right now, but basically they moved the contract to a three-year, $21 million deal. He will make $15 million this year, so a lot of that money is getting eaten up. And now Foles now has a clause in his contract where he can void the first or the second year and get out and become a free agent. Now, personally, we've talked on this podcast before. Foles was not my choice. I preferred a guy like Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Philip Rivers. You could have maybe talked me into Jameis. I'm not so sure about that, but you could have maybe talked me into that one. But Nick Foles is the guy. And trying to rationalize some of the things that maybe I don't quite see, and we can't just look up in the stat sheet or the game log, but I think this move is going to be okay. And this is basically what I think the Bears organization is saying, is that they're bringing in Foles because he's one of the best backup quarterbacks in NFL history. Obviously, he knows the offensive system like today. Like, he doesn't need to get the book and learn over the next couple of months. He's played in the system. He knows it automatically. He probably perhaps knows it better than Mitch Trubisky on this day knows it. And he has no problem riding the bench and backing someone up. He's a good teammate. He'll help out Mitch in the room. This is just no waves are going to be. There's going to be no waves about all this. Foles is going to be a good teammate no matter what. And when his number is called, he's going to do the best that he can. And the best part is... If him or Trubisky do not work this season, the Bears can move on from both of these guys, go back into the free agent pool, sign someone else, or draft someone else, and start all over again. So this doesn't have us committed to Cam for multiple seasons, who maybe would want an extension on a new team. Andy Dalton and his $20 million. What happens then? He plays really great, and then you lose him for nothing, and you pay him the 20 You know, Nick Foles bringing him in. You know, off the top, you know, when he was playing the Bears in the in the playoff game two years ago, I mean, the first thing that I would say to him, like, my friends, is that the dude is kind of like a point guard out there. So, like, forget looking at the box score. The dude is just initiating the offense, all right? He's not putting up great numbers. He's not lighting it up, even though his numbers have been decent in Philadelphia specifically and only specifically. But the dude throws a pretty decent deep ball. He gets the ball out of his hands. He makes smart decisions. There really has been no track record along his career of him being a high interception or high turnover rate guy. And these are all things that Mitch Trubisky lacked last year. And these are all things that we're bringing into the table now. So now is it a huge upgrade? No, I don't think so. I mean, the cons are right there. You know what I mean? Look at his numbers. <laughs> That's when you look at the numbers. Can he string together 16 straight games? I'm not so sure about that. Can the guy stay healthy on a regular basis? I'm not so sure about that. And, of course, the other thing that I don't know if when Ryan Pace got the job or when Matt Nagy got the job, we would ever gave him a Chicago Bears handbook. But this is just playing right into something that has gone on my entire life. And if you're looking for normalcy, guys, here it is. The Bears will have a quarterback controversy this year. 
Does that sound familiar? And whether it will derail the season or not, we'll find out. But I'll tell you this. It has derailed past Bears seasons. Trubisky gets the start, makes a bad pass. The first thing my buddy says is we should put Foles in. You put Foles in. The offense doesn't go anywhere. The next day on Sports Talk Radio, we should put Trubisky back in. Over and over and over again. I'm a big guy that when you play in the home crowd, you got to keep the crowd in the game, engaged in the game. Well, guess what, you guys? There's going to be a lot of tenuous moments in the late first quarter, early second quarter. If either quarterback isn't playing very well at home, you're going to start to hear the boo birds and the calls for the other quarterback. It doesn't even matter who it is, especially in Chicago. Pick door A, pick door two, pick door B, pick door three. Doesn't matter. One way or the other, someone's going to be clamoring for the other guy, and we're just going to have to kind of deal with that. The plus side in all this is, guess what, guys? Trubisky's going to play in the preseason. Foles is going to play in the preseason. This is going to be a competition. You're going to have to expose these guys to live bullets at some point. Now, I'm not saying extended three quarters in a random playoff game in hopefully August, but what I am saying is I actually think you're going to get an opportunity to hopefully get some reps in the preseason, have them see some coverages that don't have the Chicago Bear logo on their helmet, and maybe perhaps make something happen. I will tell you something right now. This is a prediction of mine. For the Bears coming up. Now with the draft, I have a couple of things that I'd like to see us grab. Of course, offensive line is a huge thing. I still hope they do something in free agency. Just bring someone in as a guard. Some sort of depth piece. Something that we can just say, hey, this guy is our starter going into the year. Especially if we draft someone. I will say this too as well. I think we need a running back. If we lose David Montgomery next year, and it's just Tariq Cohen, we're in a lot of trouble, you guys. Our running game is tenuous and thin enough already as it is. We need to secure the depth of that position. A power running back in the draft would be a great move. You can get those guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. These one-cut backs who just take a cut and they just hit it north and south. We need a guy like that in short-yarded situations. I like David Montgomery a lot, but you got to sort of just protect the asset and also protect that position too moving forward. In the draft, cornerback, safety, tight end. What about wide receiver? And it just seems like the writing is on the wall, you guys, that Nelson Aguilar is probably going to be a Chicago Bear. Now, if you're an Eagles fan, you're automatically going, oh, that dude drops a bunch of passes. Get ready, Bears fans. It's possible. But here's the deal. The backup, the background of Aguilar and Foles together, it's intriguing. It is. So between 2017 and 2018, Nick Foles, he started eight games combined for the Eagles during the regular season. In those eight games, with Nick Foles at quarterback, Nelson Aguilar, 41 receptions, 390 yards, five touchdowns, five playoff games together, 19 receptions for 218 yards. He did have uh, eight or nine receptions in that Super Bowl game, played really well, too, as well. They have a chemistry. Nelson Aguilar also happens to be that deep threat that I think that the Bears are missing right now. That explosive player to replace Taylor Gabriel. Aguilar has more size. He has something to prove. Does he have to catch the football? Of course he does. But this just seems to be kind of a match made in heaven. You could probably get him on the cheap on a one-year deal. See if that chemistry with Foles continues to, um, continues to work and or blossom. And just sort of take it from there. I definitely think that's going to be a move that happens. I don't have any info on it other than that's just a hunch of mine. That's going to pretty much do it for the Bears talk, you guys. Um, I'm going to be back early next week, hopefully with a wonderful guest. Um, this is Betting Chicago. We do talk about Chicago sports here. We do talk about betting angles. There isn't a whole lot of that going on right now. And, 
you know, man, times are weird. And I thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope that if I'm bringing a 30 to 40% distraction to all this, that's awesome because me just talking in this stream of consciousness right now is a distraction. So I think that that is some sort of a positive. And just imparting my thoughts and hopes for everyone that, you know, obviously I'm trying to hope that everyone out there is being safe and healthy. And first and most important thing is, you know, if I can just impart anything to anyone, it's just maintain your mental health. Focus on yourself mentally first. Start there and then branch out. Whatever it is, meditation, conversation, visualization, whatever it takes, man, just continue to love yourself. If you do that, you have to love yourself in order to love and help the others around you. So start small. Start with yourself. And trust me, there will be years and years of us to be angry about this, frustrated, anxious, assign blame for whatever's happening. But right now, honestly, the only thing you need to focus on is being mentally strong within yourself so you can be mentally strong for the people around you, especially those that are in need. If you're not the one suffering right now, you need to be ready to be, have a helping hand, whatever that is. I know we can't leave our house right now, but even a phone call, a message, whatever it is, we have to be there for each other. And there is one thing that's going out there that is really interesting to me. And even in this moment when we all have to kind of, you know, shudder in and not be around other people, a lot of people are trying to still tell you what to do during this time. And you hear it, the quotes, you know, write that novel, lose the 10 pounds, finally make that career change, start your own business, you know, something, whatever it is. And obviously, you know what, my opinion, do whatever the fuck you want. As long as it doesn't endanger yourself or your others, do whatever. And of course, be healthy doing it. You know, take that time to nap. Take that time to read a book. You could do nothing. You could do everything. It doesn't really matter right now. You don't have to feel that guilt of society of whether you're being productive or whether you're grinding or hustling. I mean, we've made such a big thing about that in our society, and I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I'm also saying that moderation is a key with all this stuff. And this is a time to really reset technologically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever it is that works for you. And while the environment's getting a much-needed break, we all need to emerge from this and at least have our minds and our hearts ready to be there for our friends and family and our neighbors that are in need more than ever before, that are in need more than you, people that are suffering. And the hard-charging lives that we are leading, you guys, are they coming back? I mean, sure they'll come back, but will it ever come back at the full throttle strength that we were all going? You know, I had three or four jobs. This is a gig economy. It was all about the hustle. It was all about the grind. And I hope that we do get back and have that sort of passion again. But you do also got to realize that we kind of sort of lost perspective on some shit. And when things do come back, things will be a little bit the same, but they'll still be different. Hopefully not forever. But whatever that change is, I hope that we embrace that change. I hope we be safe. I hope you love yourself. You can take that nap. You can stay healthy. You can write that novel. You can write that screenplay. But please continue to call your friends, call your loved ones, and just let that inner inspiration guide you during this time. And I'm trying to do that too for myself. I'm not just saying this to you guys. I'm trying to say this to myself too as well, almost reflective into a mirror. And my way of doing that is hopefully going to be talking more about sports. And I hope you guys get a chance to listen. I hope you guys get a chance to enjoy. And we'll just take it day by day. We'll just take it hour by hour. We'll take it quarter by quarter. 
Just remember to stay in the game. Don't be on the bench just uh, you know, dwindling and turning into nothing or getting angry, losing all hope. It's more, more important than ever that we stay within the offense, <laughs> if I can use a sports phrase. And I thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, I hope to be back soon, and I hope we continue to talk more sports with you. This was Betting in Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. Uh, today's episode was brought to you by Bet Online. you guys. You can still bet on a bunch of stuff, and guess what? They're giving away a 50% off promo code if you use the code, let me get it right, MYPOD100, 50% off your first discount, discount deposit. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, True Classic Tees, giving you 20% off. Some pretty sweet threads right now if you use the promo code BLEAV. That's it for me, you guys. Be safe. Be well. I love you all. Go Bears. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.